The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody, and happy Saturday. Today is Saturday, April 29th, and that's officially a wrap on day three of the 2023 NFL Draft. Eagles general manager Howie Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni both spoke with the Philly media, recapping their day three decisions and are at the podium with the presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Howie Roseman broke down the Eagles' thought process on trading into the fourth round. He praised Georgia head coach Kirby Smart for the development of his players, and he also stressed that roster building is a year-long process and explained that they will continue to look at the holes in the roster over the next few days. Nick Sariani discussed his excitement for the new pieces, especially the defensive line depth. He expressed his appreciation for the draft process and all the individuals on the Eagles staff who contributed, and he also shared what he's seen from new running back DeAndre Swift that makes him such a dynamic playmaker. Take a listen. Just what you have on the D-line now, uh, inside and outside, how deep you are, the talent you have, veterans, young guys, uh, for both of you, really, what that's going to enable you to do up front uh, once everyone gets working together. Yeah, I think I think um I think it's just kind of I think it just represents how we feel, you know. Um we want to build a team uh with an all-on D-line and and it was important for us to make a statement in this draft and this off-season that this is how we believe, you know, we're going to win. And so I I think we had a press conference and um, I said it's it's probably going to be a little bit predictable of an off season. You know, we're probably going to go all on D line. You know, you guys know how we try to build it, and uh, I think that every opportunity we had in this draft where the grades were the same, so we weren't going off the draft board, and we saw a lineman, we wanted to pick that lineman, and um, you know, I I, th- I think that the it worked out. I got I don't even know totally what we did. We were just talking about like what do I do tonight? I mean, we hang out with our guys our organization who did a tremendous job. I really want to thank uh, everyone in this organization. Like there's not an area scouts, obviously coaches, obviously, but everyone in this organization from the kitchen staff to PR, to equipment, to video, um, you know, to, 
to medical to video. I mean, they all participate in this draft and we just represent those people, but um, just a huge part of what we do. And so we'll hang out for a little bit and then we'll kind of, uh, I'll and, and coach does the same thing. We just reflect and kind of go through a little bit what we did, um, how it came about. You know, I'm sure there'll be some moments uh, we'd like to get back um, just like when you're in a game, but uh, I'm proud of the process we had. I'm, I'm proud of the organization that we're part of. Can I just, can I just get Nick on, on the same thing, just on what you have up front on defense? Yeah, you know, obviously we like to come in waves on defense, right? And uh, we know that a big part of our success these last two years has been the defensive line. And obviously that's been uh, the success of this organization well before I got here too. Um, so it, it's good to have that depth. It's good to have, be able to come in waves with, with uh, you know, with those guys. And uh, so really excited about the pieces that we had from from Jalen all the way to to our last pick with Mark Morrow. So you know, really excited about that. And uh, you know, we know we have a deep we have a deep defensive line. You come out of this draft like this, and you and you look at each other like, all right, we're we're pretty deep. And now we now we got to, you know, now it's. You know how he's handed us these pieces, and uh, you know it's our job to get them better as players. But what's cool about it is that it's on us as coaches to get them better as players. But they have so many resources throughout the building. That starts with Mr. Laurie. I, I just can't say enough about how unbelievable the process was of what went down and how many people are involved in getting the picks that you know these picks right, and then the the undrafted free agents, and then next step will be the rookie minicamp tryouts. It's it's really an unbelievable process that so many people uh, go into. Um, obviously, how he leads this process, and but so many people um, contribute to the process, and it, it just it so much reminds me of of putting a game plan together. Uh, for, you know, in a week to get to get ready for a game, it's pretty cool. Yeah, when did Um, you know, I, th- I think it, it really started in 2021, you know, obviously, um, 2020 was a, was a weird process for us not making excuses, but we weren't all together and, um, you didn't, you didn't get to know the people as much as you normally do because of COVID. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not crying for us. Obviously a lot of people were affected by COVID. And, um, I think it, in 2021, we knew that we had to make sure our process was really tight, um, as coach came on board and we started with two Alabama guys and the way those guys work, the, the kind of players they are, certainly the kind of people they are. It just reminded us that, uh, no different than, uh, when you're trying to hire someone for a position, you know, uh, obviously you want guys, uh, to be really, uh, talented at what they do and, and whatever role they're in, but, um, the other stuff matters as well. And, and the comp, the competition level matters too. And so you see those guys play in the biggest games on the biggest stage against the best competition. Um, and so it's, it's an easier, it's, it's hard enough when you have all the factors going into a draft pick. We talked about it a lot. You got guys coming from a college town to, to the NFL for the first time, don't have classes. They're on their own. I mean, all the things that we've talked about before, but it's an, it takes the part out of the big jump in competition because the guys that they're playing against are the guys that are playing on Sundays. Howie, when you look at the, uh, the running back position, since you came back in 2016, you haven't um, given a veteran a deal beyond one year. You haven't uh, drafted a, 
running back higher than the second round, nor given any of those rookie, those running backs a second contract with you. Um, and yet you guys remain among the, the, one of the better rushing teams in the league. Can you explain further uh, your philosophy on the allocation of the cap in terms of that position? <laughs> I went somewhere. Um, I, I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, it starts with the O-line. You know, obviously for us, that's where it starts. We have a tremendous O-line. Um, we have tremendous coaches when they put the game plan together. Um, giving our, our runners a chance. And then um, the guys we've had ha- have been successful. They're talented guys who've been successful. And so I'm um, really excited about the opportunity uh, to get Swift, bring him back to Philly. Um, he's a guy that we've known for a long time. You know, even when he was in high school, you know, we were watching him. Uh, we knew what kind of player he was, watched him through college, and um, really excited for that opportunity here. When did you think DeAndre was a real possibility? And, and for Nick, how do you think he fits in your offense? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, you know, obviously yesterday when Howie asked me to to watch him, um, was it yesterday? Day before? I don't know, whatever. One of those. One of those. We things. we when they took when when they took maybe I should go first. Yeah, go, you go first, then I'll back. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, I think you know when they when they took Gibbs twelfth. Um, it, it was, we thought maybe it was an opportunity, you know, they signed Montgomery in free agency and, and they took Gibbs and, uh, we knew he was in the last year of his deal. And, and, um, you know, we went into this draft feeling really good about our running back room. Uh, we really liked the guys that we had on the roster, uh, that we have on the roster. We think it's, a, it was a talented group. It wasn't in our mind, a position that we were actively looking to upgrade and, um, uh, but at the same time, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to improve the, the team. And when uh, this came about, we just felt really good about the player. We felt really good about the person. And uh, it adds an, another tremendous uh, player and, and person to our locker room. We feel like we really know that who uh, he is as a person, um, have a lot of connections with him. You know, I know I've mentioned his main name a lot, but again, you know, Dom has known him and his family for a long time. And so we knew him um, really throughout high school. He had been in the facility as a high schooler. Uh, so I'd met him when he was in high school. So it's a kind of cool story of a local kid comes home and obviously a talented local kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, obviously first I want to say the same thing that, that Howie just said right there. Like we, we really are happy with our, our running back room. This is just another great piece to add. Um, and so – um, but you can definitely see his ability to make people miss um, in space. And you saw that against our defense last year, right? He, he had some unbelievable runs against us last year where, you know, you look at each other and you're like, man, that guy's hard to tackle. So he has the ability to make you miss and also accelerate through the hole, which will, will serve us well. And, you know, in some of the um, draws that we run and some of the RPOs that we run and, um, you know, I don't know exactly, exactly how we'll use him perfectly with each individual run you got to get your hands on him to to see that but also in the passing game I think he's a dynamic uh, playmaker that's done some things that that we've done with with guys in the past um, um, with some of the different different routes that he runs but he has a great ability to to read defenses out of the backfield to make guys to separate from tight coverage out of the backfield um, and has really good hands so you know obviously again can't say enough about the running back room that we have we're really excited about the pieces that we had going into the draft and we're even more excited about it with the addition of uh, really, DeAndre. It really started week one when we played them I mean you saw the explosiveness when we played them um, he had a heck of a game every time he touched the ball you know you knew there was a chance I could take it to the distance so when you reset when you spoke about the conditions that it would take to train a 
Yeah, uh, that that's fair. I think um, you know, obviously, we we ended our picks last night a little bit early in, in the third round, and um, we do what everyone does. You know, we finished our press last night. We were tired as we are right now, and um, we go back. We look at the board, and then we wake up and we get together. And you know, uh, Ringo was a guy that um, you know stuck out on our board. Um, he had a, he had a really high grade. He was a guy that we were considering at those picks. Um, when we picked in the third round and then we go through it and kind of say, all right, you know, like what's our grade like, you know, um, a year from now, not having that pick, um, how's that going to affect us? Who may be available uh, at that pick? And, um, you know, we had higher grades on him than the pick that we traded. Um, we felt like this was a 20 year old kid, um, who was a good kid, um, you know, tremendous, uh, physical tools, and, uh, we really had an opportunity to develop him. You know, he doesn't have to come in here and, and, and be a superhero. He can learn. We think we have tremendous veterans at those, at that position who can show the way. And, um, you know, he can come in in a, in a role where he's learning and there's not a lot of pressure on him and he can develop. And, um, we believe in the player and the person. And, um, you know, I know there was, there was reports, you know, we, we watch the draft, you know, they're in our draft room and, um, you know, we don't, we don't have a question about his work ethic. Um, we don't have a question about his medical. So, um, for us, it just made some sense, you know, and we wanted to get him in the building. We thought getting him in the building and being around Slay and JB and Avante. And, you know, obviously we got young guys at that position too, that we like, we thought that would, that would benefit us and him. And so, uh, we were excited to add him. And, and obviously I, I don't, I don't know that I've done that. Uh, certainly, um, I'm sure you'll have that pretty quickly, Zach. I don't think I've done that, um, in uh, around that early since since I've been in the draft, and again, you know, uh, uh, thank you to Jeffrey for trusting us and trusting the process. And when we looked at um, our scouts' evaluations, you look at, at um, his objective profile, and then you know look at his character report for us, and um, we thought it made some sense to do. When you reset overnight, Howie, like that, you don't get up to the very top. Mm -hmm. So, is it a calculated gamble, or do you have? sort of a group that you're comfortable with in terms of, uh, um, well, you didn't get up to the first spot. Right. So if they say, well, yeah. we're going to take, Ringo, and again, I, like I, we don't change our board overnight. Like it's not like we come in and we kind of, we raise that, a guy, but I, I think we felt uh, pretty confident about, we, we were picking third. We did the trade before the draft. I think we felt pretty confident where we, what was going to go one. And we had a pretty good indication what was going to go two. um, for us to do it. And, uh, obviously it's, it's, you still got to be in a position where you'd feel like whoever you're going to take at that pick was worth your third round pick next year. But, uh, we felt really good about the position we were in before we started the draft. Yeah, it's crazy reported that the, uh, you guys brought in Glenn Schumann, defense, Georgia defensive coordinator, and you guys are in the process of looking for guys. How influential was that visit for you guys to get a lot of these Georgia players? And how much you take away from when you talk to them, potentially using what you talk about these players and to this team? Yeah, a lot of the things we do are about relationships. And um, obviously, um, we know Coach Schumann, but we know a lot of people at Georgia throughout the years. And, and we don't uh, try to put one person in a position where they're the only person we talk to. We try to investigate um, with as many people as possible um, to get as much information as possible. And, and that's what we did here with all these Georgia guys. You know, certainly, you know, I, I, I know it's um, <laughs> the, the jokes about Georgia, uh, they're common and maybe they have been there. Um, but, 
Now, for us, it's about the individual players. And if we were going to bypass a player just because we had taken a, a, another player from that school, I mean, that would be silly too, you know? So, um, for us, uh, where we took the players was based on their grade. Um, and obviously a, a great tribute to coach smart and his staff, uh, about the kind of players and people they develop. What did you guys like about him? And I guess how did he weigh the balance of, you know, a third string quarterback presumably, um, against other positions? Well, I'll let coach talk a little bit about the evaluation of Tanner. I would just say this, you know, again, when we look at, uh, what the things that we value, um, you know, it starts with the O line, starts with the D line and starts with the quarterback position. And so, um, we like Ian, Ian, we obviously, we like Marcus. Um, this isn't anything about them. This was about that. We think it's a really important position. Uh, we had a guy who was highly graded on the board. And so we took him. It's no reflection of anyone else. You know, we just, we can go back to the championship game and, and the 49ers were playing their fourth string quarterback. And I think for us, you know, you look at that and, and these guys are hard to find. And if you like one, you might, you better take one. Yeah, obviously like through the process of talking to him, you know, I'm, intelligent, um, really, um, you know, knows his offense and, and made good, quick decisions um, with the football. Uh, so we think he's a great decision maker. We think he's got a big arm um, and we think he's accurate, um, you know. And so um, that was, you know, those are the first couple things, like the things you look at with a quarterback, the first couple things that ever come to your mind when evaluating a quarterback are those three things I said and then ability to extend plays. He definitely has those those first three things. And uh we're excited to work with them. No indication of that uh, of anything with the room. We're excited to work with the entire room. I, I got a lot of high hopes for Ian Book too. Um, you know that's why that's why we brought him in here, and it's going to be good. You know, with with Ian, you know he he did a lot of you know scout team reps last year, and you know we have a a, a good developmental program where he got some reps as well there. But it's going to be good to see him in the off season as well. But looking forward to working with all four guys. We feel really good about that about that room. When you, look, when you look at the uh, Georgia and Alabama guys that you have on the roster, it seems like pretty much all the Alabama guys are on offense and all the Georgia guys are on defense. I mean, does that speak to, like, the strengths of those programs and just work out that way? No, We're just trying mean, to set up a good game in the in the preseason uh, over D scrimmages. Huh. Yeah, sense. I mean, Alabama's had a tremendous defensive tradition, and and obviously Georgia scores a ton of points. You know, their offensive coordinator became the offensive coordinator at, at Baltimore. So, I, I I don't I don't think we can put those those programs are just good programs. They're good teams. You know, just like we're trying to build a balanced team, we want to have a really good offense. We want to have a really good defense. I think both those schools have shown that. We should move, we should move Joe to slide up. <laughs> Josh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I guess just understanding that you guys are still making moves during camp mm -hmm. and season. Yeah, in in all honesty, I think that's what the next couple of days are for is to try to um just absorb what we did, um, see the things that that we're still looking for. You know, roster building is a year round process. You know, we we don't think we're we're complete in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, we're always gonna be looking for ways to improve the the quality of the roster. But in terms of kind of where we are right now, I, th I think, one, we got the players here and on the field, and um, we got to come together as a football team. I think that's a huge part of this. But, um, you know, I'm just proud of the organization and the weekend we have. You know, the results will play out over the next couple of months and certainly the next couple of years. What did you guys like about Morrow real quick uh, at that late? Is it sort of a trades thing? What do you, what do you see in a prospect in the seventh round? 
Yeah, I think for us, you know, it's how we stack our board. You know, we try to balance just like it would try, like you try to balance on a seesaw. When's the last time you and I went on a seesaw? Probably not recently, right? Um, but uh, you're you're trying to just balance the traits that they have in their body, uh, what you see on tape, um, and the character. And um, for us, we we stack the board that way. That's how we do our whole process. That's the first round. That's the second round. That's the seventh round. And then we go by the board and. Uh, whatever is shown to us and whatever stands out on the board is what we'll pick. If there are even grades and we need a position, we'll probably take the position, you know? Um, but that's how we do it. So in the seventh round, we're not saying, Hey, this guy has better traits. Let's bring him up here. Um, you know, our seventh round pick, when we talk about him, you know, that's a guy who has traits in his body. He's got 34 inch arms. He went to Texas as a 16 year old, um, tremendous testing. Uh, he's got position versatility, He's standing out on our board. You know, we we're excited to get him in the seventh round. Um, you know, sixth round when we talk about Tanner, uh, he was standing out on our board. And um, a lot of the, I'd say most of the picks, it, they're kind of made for themselves. You see it, you see the board, and uh, we have a process here where we remind each other if we kind of try to try to make calm decisions in calm times. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.